Welcome to Slingstones, a podcast with insights for the Christian journey. Proudly brought to you by Healing Care Ministries. Now here's your host, Terry Wardle. I do pray that the Lord is meeting you in these days, that you sense his presence, and that wonderful sense that scripture says that he watches over you with love. Before we go to the topic for today, I want to let you know that we're going to be doing a formational prayer s- seminar. It'll be in June. We're actually going to do it face-to-face down at, uh, in Columbus. Uh, if you've ever wanted to take that seminar, it's an exciting time. The Lord always comes. If you go to the Healing Care Ministries website, you can get all the information about how to sign up. I hope that you will. I'd love to see you there and spend some time with you. Lord, as we come together today, as always, we pray that you, precious Jesus, would send us the Holy Spirit again afresh. Let us feel the Spirit's work in our own lives to give us encouragement in this time. Father, thank you for the promise of your eternal love. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I'm going to admit that a large part of what I'm going to share with you today, especially here in the beginning, is going to date me. And if you're younger, you probably for a while won't even know what I'm talking about. But hang in there. We'll get there. (laughs) You know, when I grew up, In our home, we had a little black and white television, and there were a couple things I loved. I loved Saturday mornings to watch westerns, and also I believe it was on at about 5 o'clock every evening there would be an old movie on, and I I just enjoyed those times. And I began to become familiar with and enamored with some of the, the movie stars, and it was quite revealing to me later on to discover that many of these very famous movie stars that I knew them by name had actually had their name changed by the studio when they began to act there. And that was interesting to me and a bit of an internal conflict and confusion. Take, for example, the name Bernie Schwartz, kind of a common name, but that's who Tony Curtis was. Uh, Some of you may know that he was a famous actor. Cary Grant was a famous actor, but his original name was Archie Leash. And of course, one of my favorites is uh, John Wayne, but his name was actually Marion Morrison. I I like them by their new name, and I just have this feeling that they might not have become so famous with their previous name. Also, there was this guy named Leonard Sly who suddenly became, for me, possibly the greatest of all heroes. And that was my Saturday morning hero, Roy Rogers. I wonder how famous he would have become as Leonard Sly. But the bottom line is this issue of changing names has come to my mind recently. And while those are names that are common to me and to my generation, maybe not to everyone listening, there's still that tendency in people. There's a woman named Lady Gaga and another recording artist named Pink, and there are names that are given to uh, rap stars. I think that's what I would call them, uh, like Master P and P. Diddy and other kinds of individuals, and they take on these new names. And there's something about this new name 
that they believe represents who they are and somehow attracts people to the particular gift that they have. One of my granddaughters, who I will not name, uh, is a very good singer. And at one point she said to me when she was younger that she had a, now had a stage name, and her stage name was Joy Waters. <clears throat> Joy Waters. And I used to love to call her Joy Waters. Now uh, she would be embarrassed by that, but she had, in fact, wanted to change her name. You know, e essentially, I like and appreciate my name. I think some of you have heard me say before that my mother named me after a comic strip called Terry and the Pirates. And the name Wardle, while it, while it is somewhat difficult to say, it's like saying water with marbles in your mouth. I reason I like that name is because I grew up in a little town and township and villages connected to one another where there were a whole lot of wardles. But if I had ever had an opportunity, well, I didn't take it. I guess I could have, but I always wanted to have a different middle name. My middle name is Howard. I was named after my dad, whose name is Howard, who was named after his father, whose name is Howard. But curiously, neither of them were known as Howard. Matter of fact, my dad, no one in our whole town would have known him by Howard. His, his nickname was Puzz, P-U-Z, Puzz, and everybody knew him by that nickname. And if you'd have gone to our town and mentioned Howard Wardle, there'd have been people that had no idea who you were talking about. And my grandfather likewise had a nickname, but my mother, for whatever reason, wanted to stick that name in, so she named me Terry Howard Wardle. But the truth be told, I always wished I had a different middle name. As a matter of fact, specifically, I wanted to have the middle name of Spencer. My mother was a Spencer. That was her maiden name. I love the Spencers. They're my family. I wanted to be connected to them as well. But they didn't happen. But there are some other names. Do you know that my great-grandmother, Spencer, her maiden name was Mountain. Wouldn't that be a great name? A middle name, Terry Mountain Wardle. But my other great-grandmother's name was Lion. Wow, all these great names. So I have to admit that there have been times that I really wished that I had a different name. I wonder if that's ever been true of you. Have you? Well, right now you're probably asking, is there a point to this? And there actually is. And it has to do with God and the issue of your name. There are several things in the Old Testament that I think are very interesting. One of them is that it is crystal clear that God says, I call you by name. I know your name. You're never, hey, you, to me. I know your name. I know you intimately. It also is a scripture in Isaiah that talks about the fact that God carries your name on his own hand, which is a symbol of the fact that he'll never forget you and he's very close to you. But do you know that there's also two scriptures that come in the book of Revelation, one in chapter 2 and one in chapter 3, that talk about the fact that there will come a day when God will give you a new name. This is what happened, isn't it, to Peter? He, he was known as Simon, but there was something that Jesus saw in him. 
And Jesus began to call him Peter, Cephas, the rock. And of course, if you go to the Old Testament, you know that there were changes of names. Jacob becomes Israel. And I want you to think about this right now and and simply receive what I'm saying because I think there's something here that is very exciting for us and also very, very encouraging. And that is that there comes a time when God promises to give us a new name. And in the book of Revelation chapter 3, it actually links our name to the name of God and to the name of the city of God. And that our name is reflected in that. And it's, it's just an amazing thought. Now, now, there are two specific issues that I'd like you to think about right now, about this idea that there will come a day as we move into the kingdom where God will give you a new name. And here's one of the issues. I believe that, in part, your name that God gives you will make it crystal clear that you belong to him, that you're special to him, that it's linked to everything God has done to redeem and to love you. The other thing is that there is something about this idea of receiving your new name, that your new name will reveal I believe in part what is yet to be revealed regarding the wonder of you. I think you're aware that I've been focusing on this topic a lot for a year and a half now. And it's even part of a new book that I've written that should be out in September. But many of us as Christians do not realize the degree of wonder that God has placed inside of us from the very first day that we begin to follow him. New nature, new spirit, new gifts. And to some degree, because we will move into his eternal kingdom, there is this sense that I have that when God gives us a new name, that new name will reveal what is yet to be revealed about the wonder of you. That you are a gift. That you are, in fact, God's workmanship. And that all creation does, in fact, wait for the wonder of you to be revealed. Because with God, a name is so much more than simply how you are known. The name reflects the gifting of who you are and the hidden intimacy that he has planted inside of you. That's why we look at the name Cephas, the rock Jesus wanted Peter to know that. And you want to recognize that in the life of Peter, you know, he was often saying the wrong thing and doing the wrong thing. And he certainly skinned his knees. He certainly failed. And yet Jesus knew long before that, that there was a strength inside of him. And therefore, he would be known as the rock. And so there are times when I look at myself and I know that my name carries all the failures 
And yes, it's part of my story. And yes, it reflects the fact that God has redeemed me, but there's a promise that God not only knows my name, and he not only writes my name on his hand, but also that there will come a day when God will give a new name, a name that represents the fact that you belong to him, and that there are qualities of you that will be celebrated in the kingdom, that by grace Jesus has planted there, that now can be revealed to his glory in a name that we get to carry. Now, I'm sharing all this because it is so important to me to continue to say over and over again, even to the place of redundancy, that because of Christ, you are a wonder. His workmanship, his poem, his masterpiece no matter how much of a broken piece you appear to be now. And that there is so much that we get to look forward to in the coming of the new kingdom. But one of those things will be that moment when God reveals your new name that reflects what he intended to be true of you from the foundation of the earth. You are special. You are important. And this is just another way that we see in Scripture of God assuring us of his love, of his care, and our eternal inheritance to be intimate with him and to reflect what God always intended would be true of us deep inside.